Welcome everybody to the REI 360 show, episode number two. My name is Jason Balin, sitting next to me is Chris Haddon. Have an action-packed show ready for you today. Um, Chris and I are gonna discuss for a little bit um, a few topics related to long-term wealth in real estate investing. You know, all of us are so used to, you know, real estate investing and wholesaling properties, flipping it for a quick fee, but there's a lot of really good strategies out there for long-term growth and wealth. Talk about that for a little bit. We also have Josh Weidman in studio today. Uh, he's, he's, down, um, he's down from Philly. Looking forward to him coming onto the show, um, chatting with him. And we also have some great questions from some viewers and, and uh, from, from the audience as well. So we'll get through those. Again, check us out or answer any questions that you have at the REI 360 show. So let's get going on this. Um, so Chris, you know, as we know, you know, we love real estate. That's what we do. Um, I would say the majority of the stuff that we're involved in is, you know, short-term money related to, you know, buying deals through wholesales or flipping and making a quick, quick buck. But, you know, yeah. recently we really kind of, you look back and said, you know what, we don't have, you know, we never really think of real estate investing as long-term wealth and the strategies involved in that. So, you know, both of us, um, you know, have, have started to buy rental properties lately. And I think that's kind of a good way to add some stuff to our portfolio. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, us included, we're guilty of this and definitely our, our clients and, and friends in the business. Um, the short-term money sexy, obviously. You know, you make 10, 20 on a wholesale or 50K plus on a, on a flip. That's very tempting compared to, oh, I'm going to make a few hundred bucks cash flow and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cash in in 20 years. It's going to be awesome. Not nearly as sexy, and understandably so, but that is how the real money is made long-term in real estate. And, I mean, if you want to pick between short-term or long-term, uh, I mean, our answer is let's do both. Absolutely. Let's do both. Like, I mean, we have a shorter um, sort of, you know, timeline when it comes to hard money loans and even our own acquisitions. Our clients do too, but we're really pushing ourselves to buy more and more long-term holds, and we certainly recommend other people do that too. Just picture it down the road, the snowball concept that we talk about all the time, that we wrote about in the book. Um, we'll get into that more on another day, I guess. Sure. But um, uh, real estate is, you know, income producing real estate for a few different reasons is an amazing snowball. Yeah, and one of the things that um, I think we found recently when we started buying rental properties is, you know, there's, there's deals that don't necessarily work as a flip or any other type of, of creative strategy to make a quick buck. You know, typically finding deals on MLS is, is harder and the margins are a lot less than, you know, direct mail and, and buying properties from auctions and things like that. But what we've realized is there's deals that are sometimes sitting on MLS that cash flow. You know, and they actually yeah. work as a they actually work as a deal. And most investors are overlooking those deals just because they're they're looking to flip it. They're looking to make a quick buck. Um, on it. And I would say in the past, we used to overlook those deals too until recently where, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're analyzing some projects and we said, you know what, this deal's been around, um, you know, the numbers are so-and-so, it, you know, it, you know, I don't see a way to flip this thing for a profit. But that being said, you know, we can take this, we can th take this thing down, throw some sort of, um, you know, get it quickly renovated, throw some long-term debt on it and actually cash flows at a few hundred bucks a month. So it's almost making something out of nothing. You know, it was an opportunity that really mm -hmm. didn't exist that, hey, let's, you know, let's start following this formula. And we were able to mold a formula and able to, um, you know, kind of create an investment vehicle. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things that really came together to make that long-term strategy happen for us. One was hooking up with a partner who's able to run that side of things. Because of course, we're, we're doing loans, we're doing our own business, we're doing REI 360 and tech related stuff and, you know, whatever else we have going on. So it was just another thing to juggle. So we did hook up with a great partner for that. Um, 
our banking situation worked out pretty fortunately after a bunch of work as you know sure. even you know seemingly qualified borrowers or a company doing a commercial loan or whatever it can still be you know an arduous process to set up that line of credit or however that bank facility is going to be structured but we work through that too uh, we're going to do the same in Philadelphia right now we're going to be up there next week for um, yep. for a similar kind of meeting um, and there's a lot of different ways to do that or of course like Josh is going to talk about too if you are um, if you don't necessarily need long-term bank debt a lot of people prefer that but if you don't and you're a cash buyer and you're looking to get into real estate this could apply for that too very well and we'll get to that with Josh here in just a second but um, yeah a few things came together to really make that long-term strategy viable for us and it's going to be an important part of our business down the road I know it absolutely yeah so if you're not a you know you're not involved in both sides definitely take a look at it um, you know they're, they're different ventures they're they're um, you know, a, a, you know, a different way to kind of invest in real estate, but it's, you know, behoove you to consider it. So, um, not, not that we hate on the short-term cash. I love short-term I, cash. I love short-term awesome. cash and every day, I mean, think about it. How many conversations have we had and we say, so what do you want to do today? Make $20,000 on this flip in two weeks or make $250 every month? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Our answer, do both. Do both. Diversify. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. And listen, there's nothing sexy about having a bunch of rental properties right now, generating a few bucks here and there. Although a few hundred bucks a month times a lot of rental properties is sexy. Don't get me wrong on that. But um, you know, it's not getting rich or anything overnight. But you know, what is sexy is waking up. Um, you know, a year, two years, five years, ten years, maybe even longer down the road, and say, "Holy crap! I just accumulated all these properties. They've been cash flowing. They've been covering my monthly nut. The you know, my debt's getting paid down on it." You know, I have tenants you want to that, break are, down that the are paying benefits? my mortgage. Sure, go break for down it. the appreciation. Go that, for it. Okay, I'll do that. Um, yeah, so some of the things that many people do know, I'm sure a lot of people don't, some of the benefits of long-term uh, buy and hold income real estate. One, like you said, is cash flow today. Like if your rental income on whatever piece of property it may be is more than what you owe on it, your um, mortgage payment, taxes, insurance, other things that pop up, if there's condo fees, if there's maintenance, add all that into what it's costing you per year and you get more in rent, positive cash flow. Nothing wrong with that. Um, equity built over time. Of course, this thing is going to appreciate with enough time, 5% a year or something like that. Uh, that'll vary and we'll get into like what affects that too. Also equity today, like in Josh's model or in ours, like we're buying with a certain percent of, sure. certain built percentage equity. of equity built in. Again, not that sexy today, but you know it's there for down the road. Tax advantages too. Um, we're not giving any tax advice, of course. You know, our disclaimer, we gotta throw that in, right? Um, we're not giving any kind of uh, tax or legal advice, of course, and consult your CPA. But from what I understand is you can depreciate your rental properties and make for a, um, a pretty nice write-off on income real estate. So there's other things that go into that, like sure. income limits and are you a real estate professional or not? But again, talk to your CPA, but I hear there's depreciation in real estate. Um, it's a good thing. That's, so, that's what they say. Yeah. So those three <laughs> things considered, it's cash flowing, it's appreciating, it's like a savings account that's growing at like a solid rate, plus it's going to take away from what you have to pay in taxes. I mean, yeah. And, and, and in a few years, based on how much money you're paying towards your principal, it's free and clear, just it's like free that. Free and clear. So yeah. obviously that, you know, obviously it, it's a no-brainer, um, you know, that along with a lot of other types of real estate strategies works. Um, let's do this. Let's get Josh up in here. We saved, yeah, bring Josh we, in. we saved this nice orange seat. You got to uh, change up your little, uh, this thing right here. I don't know what they call it. Little wind, wind stream. 
on your mic if you got it. What's up, man? What's going on? Did, I, did I drop my jo- Josh, mic? Josh, sound okay? Josh in okay. the house. Did I get excited and knock it off? I found it. Got it. Man, first day on the job, he's already fixing problems. He's already yeah, fixing right. problems. Holy cow! <laughs> we're professional video people, as you can big see. Big time, big time. So, right, did you hear, really you, so did you hear anything we were talking about? Oh yeah. You know, I know that. I, I know a lot of it relates. Oh, you were. Okay, cool. Um, um, I know a lot of it relates to you. So, uh, okay. yeah. So, for those of you, most of you already know who Josh is. Um, you know, we have a lot of different ventures set up with Josh. Josh through REI three hundred and sixty, through some management stuff, through some rental properties, and some other flips that we're, we're you know, all three of us are involved in. Um, yeah. But I'm going to let you talk about kind of your most recent focus related sure. to Turnkey Philly, which is a really, really sexy model. And, you know, it, sure. you know I, I see that, that type of vehicle popping up in a lot of different markets, actually. Well, and th- there's a reason for that. It's because the market is, uh, the financial markets are up and down. They're all over the place. Sure. Um, there's really no consistency since the collapse of, um, you know, in 2008. And everybody's kind of uncertain of where where their portfolio is going to go, if they're sure. going to retire, things like that. And real estate, it's bricks and mortar. It's, you know, it's tangible. It's, it's got innate value. Everybody, um, everybody needs a place to live. Everybody needs food on the table. And Everyone understands what it is. It, exactly. It's, it's simple. It's like a house. An option. Or, or like, <laughs> exactly. You right. understand what a house is. Exactly. Or a building. Yeah, sure. exactly. So, I mean, it, it's very tangible. It's easy to explain, as you said. And it, it, it keeps its value. Even when the market goes up and down and up and down, I mean, we've, we've recovered almost completely to the huge losses in, in uh, 2000, you know, 2007, 2008. Yeah. Um, and really the people that held on to their properties, they don't lose anything. It, if it was a long-term uh, mm-hmm. cash flowing investment, the, you know, the value uh, returned and really the, the, uh, the principal was paid down. Yeah, we, we saw that locally here in Maryland, Virginia, Washington, DC, where we're based out of. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of those areas hit so hard. Some of the DC markets, they just got killed. And especially in like Northern Virginia, for example, and you take a property that was worth whatever, $500,000, and that thing went all the way down to like $300,000. And you know, there is pretty much, if you're a homeowner and you weren't looking to sell the property at the mm-hmm. time and you're living in it, it didn't really affect you. Yeah. You know, it fit, right. you know equity was it's kind of a fake. Or if it cash flows, yeah, exactly. it doesn't affect you. It's either. kind of a fake high in the sky number. Oops. But the people that got affected were the ones that either own the properties and mm-hmm. they needed to sell because they couldn't sell them because they couldn't get anyone to get financing for them or mm-hmm. it was very difficult to. Um, or the ones who maybe were real estate investors that needed to throw a tenant in there or they need to kind of weather the storm and they had to throw long-term debt in it and banks were like, I'm not lending on that thing. Yeah. Um, right. So they got killed, but you look back and then where we are today. Like my Federal yeah. Hill place. Exactly. The first yeah. place I bought in Federal Hill, Baltimore was, uh, it had some equity and I purchased it, it cash flowed. And then that value dropped significantly, it was upside down, but it still sure. cash flowed. Yeah. Exactly. So I wrote it out and now it's back to where it was and we're fine. Exactly. Right? Yeah, right. I mean these properties, they're, they're worth more now than they were. Yeah. And I'm not claiming that that's always going to be the case, but the fact I is, is you know, you know as it, it, didn't, it didn't really affect, you know, as long as you had, you had debt in place at the time with it, it didn't really affect you all that much. Exactly. If you, if you were in it for the long haul, th- there was really exactly. no impact. There was really no risk in, in having that, uh, that property. Exactly. So the, the turnkey Philly model is this. I mean, we, you know, I've, I've seen, with, through the property management company, I've seen um, a lot of investors be really successful, but also a lot of investors be, you know, just fail miserably. And have had a chance to look and um, get an idea of what are the contributing factors, right? So mm-hmm. all these things came into play. I mean, the neighborhoods that they were in, obviously, you know, it, it, it looks really sexy on paper sometimes to get 
make a ton of money on these these cheap properties. But what ends up happening is if there's a lot of crime or things like that, you end sure. up with tenants that continually turn over. Um, you have you know construction on the properties. If you don't uh, anticipate expenses, like hey, the heater's 15 years old. Yeah, you could probably replace a couple parts and buy another year or two. But if you anticipate that expense up front, you finance it over sure. 20 or 30 years, and it's it's a few dollars a month as opposed to eating your cash flow for an entire year when you have to replace it mid mid rent. So we took all these uh, all these factors and kind of put them together. So finding discounted properties, yeah. um, doing construction on the properties, making sure that they are in tip top shape, they're attractive to tenants, but also they are maintain or minimizing long term. Um, maintenance costs, and then pair that with leasing the properties, and you know, putting the right tenants in there, attracting the right people, and um, and then property management, and it, it becomes. That's why a, it's turnkey. That's right, exactly. It's turnkey. Yeah, because the the end client, the buyer, your clients don't right. have to do anything. That's exactly. You have everything set up. So you so you yeah. go in, you find the property for them, you do that's the right. renovations for them, you after renovation them, you lease them out, you manage them, and then. They, they come in. I mean, obviously, it doesn't work for everybody because- Of course not. The, you don't know, have that infrastructure. You, yeah, we, yeah. Well, as a business model, it doesn't work for everybody because you don't have that infrastructure. You don't have all right. those separate departments. You can't do all that stuff, yeah. But as a, you know, a, somebody who wants to invest in a deal, you know, they still have to have some qualifications because they got to get end, end game financing, bank exactly. financing, and that's, and that's tough. I mean, even, even with you know, good, good credit, good, you know, good balance sheets, it's still hard to get that. But you know, these days, I, I don't know about your opinion from what you're seeing, but from what we're seeing, it, it's lightened up a little bit. So there's, and that probably helps the business a lot because sure. you know you can have more people that fit into this model because they can get take out, they get back in financing. Exactly. I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, you'd love to just have cash people <laughs> to just buy these in, in cash one. from you. Either but, one, right? Yeah. But either way. Well, and, and we do, we do have people on all ends of the spectrum. I mean, a, a lot of our newer clients, because the lending um, guidelines have eased up a little bit, they've been able to, it, it's expanded the, the amount of people that can get that long-term takeout financing. And so we have a lot more people that are coming in and refinancing and taking most of their money out of the property after the construction, where they're only having to put down 25% on this property and are able to see 10, 15, 18% returns on on that investment. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you mentioned some percentage returns. Walk us through, if you could, a recent transaction sure. and the dollars that went into it for purchase, for construction, for like rent, all of that. Walk us through the numbers. That's great. I wish I had a cheat sheet in front of me, so excuse me, it's going to be off the cuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's, um, there's a duplex that uh, we just settled on two weeks ago. Okay? Uh, it's a, it's two-unit building, top and bottom. There's a two-bedroom apartment upstairs, and when we purchased the property, the uh, seller had it set up as a, a three-unit building. Okay. It wasn't legally zoned. Okay. okay? So the basement was finished. So the first floor unit ends up being a one bedroom with a huge finished basement. It's a, it's a really nice space, okay? Mm -hmm. The acquisition cost was 85,000. There were $30,000 in construction. So what, what is that, a one, 120? Is that, mm -hmm. is that right? Something like that, okay. 125? 115, 115. there we go. <laughs> um, On the thank, spot. Thank God, thank God for calculators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so 115. Now there's, um, so each of the units, uh, the, the total rent roll, I think we anticipated was sixteen hundred, something like that, sixteen hundred dollars a month. And then once we backed out um, all of the expenses, stuff like um, you know permits, uh, you know you got to get a rental license in Philadelphia for each unit, so that's a hundred dollars sure. a year. Um, 
taxes, property taxes on the property, uh, maintenance costs. We figure that there's, even though you know we do everything we can to make sure that there's no maintenance expenses, things come up. So of you got to anticipate yeah, it. Leasing fees, vacancies, sure. uh, property management, um, all of the stuff that they're real expenses. I mean, a lot of times you. I'm sure you've gotten brochures like this from people where they're like, um, flips are a great example. They're like, acquisition, you know, 50,000, um, renovations, 50,000, mm -hmm. and 125, and you're gonna make $25,000 on the thing. So, what about all the costs? <laughs> Wait, all where, where are all the expenses? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that always happens. So, you're doing at 115 yeah. plus additional miscellaneous stuff, call it what, another 15 grand? Well, th these are not. I'm not saying these are tra transactional fees. I mean, so yeah, there, there's well, just in there general. are some transactional yeah. fees that if uh, yeah. you know we, we offer hard money financing up front, so that that can yeah. help. Um, but you know, yeah, there's closing costs, there's expenses, um, sure. the, the holding well, costs. One fifteen, one twenty. You're exactly. looking at uh, if you're just looking gross numbers. If you're in for that kind of purchase price, you're getting sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah, about sixteen hundred dollars a month. Which is an important thing to start at market wise. Right. You'll get into the important numbers, but just to say like. You know how much you have to spend in DC Metro, Jason, to get sixteen hundred bucks in rent? Yeah, right. You know, approximately yeah. how much you have to spend? Uh, I don't know. In Silver Spring, a few hundred grand, probably. Three something, right? <laughs> yeah. Three something to a, get a few. Yeah. yeah, I mean a few hundred grand, but yeah, it's a few it's, hundred grand. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't as close to one fifteen. It doesn't right. cash flow. I mean, a different. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a different business model. I mean, a, in, my, in my opinion, at least, a property in Silver Spring like that will probably appreciate a lot appreciate more. Appreciate more, sure. and you, and you yeah, base yeah, it off that. that. So you say, yeah. hey, I'm not going to cash flow. Well, I will cash flow and put a ton of money down, but if I want to fully debt it, you know, fully lever it up, right. I'm not going to cash flow. But it'll probably appreciate over time, and I pay it down. So, you know, it's a, it's it's a similar type of model. It just differs a little bit. Um, well, the, right. the income's coming, the yeah. revenue's coming. But it, from but if Philly's a good market for it, and yeah. a lot of areas are, yeah, and, the and in Baltimore, are around here, right Baltimore, now. you can do that. In. Yeah. It's just it yeah. doesn't work as well in in DC. Yeah. Um, when it doesn't work in every, every it doesn't work in, in, in uh, and, Philadelphia. And I know, you know, we know some other larger companies that do this on a higher scale, mm -hmm. and their model is strategically uh, putting themselves in in the markets that work. You know, mm -hmm. their local market does not work in. They base it off, you know, they base it off of different areas of the country that works. Yeah. Personally, in you know, my opinion, I don't love that model because I think real estate's a localized business model, and I'm and I'm glad you do it in Philadelphia because <laughs> you're in Philadelphia. It makes sense, yeah. and right. But, you know, for each their own. Yeah. So. All right, so back it up a sec. Do we finish with the numbers? So how? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Net figures, equity built in, all that stuff. There, the the calculations, um, and this, this is a plug, but the, the rental calculations on on the website are what I use, like the rent calculator, sure. to give the bottom line. It's like the net number at the end of the year after all your expenses, and even anticipating stuff like evictions and and maintenance, because I mean, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner or later. Sure. You know, it's part of the business. Sure. Um, but you should. Well, with these invest investments, they come back at consistently 10 to 15 percent cash on cash return. The the total money out for the the buyer was about thirty thousand dollars. That was their 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 capital that went into that. Right. And so they're getting about. Um, oh, I wish I had a calculator. They're round numbers. Round okay. Numbers so are... you know, if they're getting uh, thirty six hundred dollars a year, yeah. that's twelve percent. They're getting thirty six hundred dollars a year on their money, and that's just for their cash the, out of pocket. Exactly, that's cash just, on cash return. Exactly. Wait, wait is, that, exactly. is that if they buy the property in cash, or if they put up cash and then have a bank debt? I'm talking about with a bank debt. Okay, it's, with it's, bank it's debt. It's a leveraged return. Okay. And what, what they get? My favorite part of this, um, you know, I, you guys, I'm listening to your conversation about some of the 
non-transactional benefits of, of real estate. I love that you can have multiple revenue streams. So you get appreciation in the asset. That, that's gonna happen over sure. time. Sure. On a long enough timeline, I mean, every, every real estate investment is a good deal. Like, we've talked about that before, especially in D.C. The only people that have rental properties in D.C. are people that bought them a long time ago. Other than that, or they don't That's cash flow. Sure. Well. Yeah. Right. right. That's right. Um, yeah, they just put it. And, and listen, there's nothing wrong with, with yeah. you have liquid cash to throw 30, 40% down in cash because, you know, if you don't have a, if you're a passive investor, you're not an right. active guy hustling every day, throw it in there, let it sit there, chance exactly. start will appreciate more and get debt for the difference. Right. So um, we're certainly not against that, but, you know, this day and age, a lot of, folks want to get in with, you know, a little amount of money out of pocket. Right. I mean, we buy some properties in cash or we, you know, use private funds to get, you know, to buy some of our rental properties on the front end. But, you know, we're working with those banks to get every, you know, stinking dollar back out of those things. <laughs> yeah. I want that, I want that liquid cash and I want that five and a quarter percent interest rate that they're going to give me on long-term debt. Right. For sure. <laughs> well, and, and that leverage. My money's more is, valuable than, than, exactly. than, than theirs. Exactly. Right. <laughs> if you look at it like that. Not everyone owns a hard money lending company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, if it's, listen, you take that cash and you put it into another deal. And there's right. no point to use your $100,000 and get involved in one deal when you could put, you know, 10 times $10,000 and get into 10 deals. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially as all of us are active real estate investors. Well, and th this is one of the keys that I saw when we were, um, when basically we looked at our investors and uh, that owned these properties for the, the management company. One of the things we saw is that people that were successful and really didn't get hurt when they had, you know... Uh, when they, their portfolio was not bringing in money, mm -hmm. were the people that were leveraged, but they weren't over leveraged. You know, they had 25, 30% down, right. maybe as low as 20, but the, the monthly cash flow was not, um, it, it was enough to cover their nut every single month. Right. And if they had, uh, you know, p plus reserves and things like that. There's but cushion even if that rent drops. Because in a down yeah. market, the rent That's can right. drop. Yeah. You okay. know, everyone, all these people who can't sell their property, throw it on the market. All of a sudden, there's tons of inventory and rent goes down. That's yeah. right. You go exactly. from two grand to eighteen hundred. Then you're like, do you still cash flow? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hopefully, <laughs> right. Yeah. right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, the yeah. leverage is what I love. I love yeah. the leverage because <laughs> not only do you you laughing at me. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool. The, the uh, w with real estate, you get the, the that leverage gives you much better purchasing power. I mean, it's like you go into um, if you go buy some stocks, unless you're a day trader. No bank is going to come out and, and you say, "Look, I'm going to buy. I need uh, a loan for 75% of the value of the stock market. You know, the stock. You're going to look. You're like you're crazy. So you know, basically, that's what you're doing. You're going and buying an asset that's worth three, four, five times the amount of money that you have to put down, and you get to own it. Absolutely. And somebody else gets to pay off the the principal. You know, and it's it's a great model. I love it. Yeah, and I mean, even even people that are active real estate investors, you know, they still probably should diversify with even your type of model. Either they mm -hmm. do it themselves, and they, they do ha the heavy lifting. Obviously, yeah. if you're going to do all the heavy lifting yourself, and you want to be active, you're going to get the highest rate of return. That's just what happens. Yep. Um, but you know, there's nothing wrong with you know having an expert in that particular field to do some of the passive work, like we do with stuff. Some of our yeah, stuff, sure. you know, our, our core business model is active, and then we also have passive. Um, ventures as well that we just don't have the time day to day, and we're willing to take a, 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 a you know somewhat reduced return for that. Well, turnkey, yeah, touch oh, on sorry. that for a second. Who yeah. who are your clients? Who are the people coming to Turnkey Philly to buy properties? What do they like? Well, they're kind of bi bipolar. I mean, Turnkey <laughs> seriously, they, they are. <laughs> we've got them on both sides of of the spectrum. It's not so much in the middle. You know, Turnkey Philly okay. is is kind of like a mutual fund. It's like you know if you're going to go to and you're going to be dealing with a, a broker, and you know, you let him to make the decisions. You're going to give him the money, he's going to invest it, and he's going to okay. give you a return. Yeah. That's the idea. If you want to be a day trader, 
Go flip properties. And active. It's, that's exactly. Yeah, I'm it's talking meant about. for a pa- someone who wants to be involved in real estate in a passive manner. Exactly. That's number one, right? Yes, that's number one. The right. second thing is um, the, our, uh, our investors, if they are looking at leverage, they have to have at least a 720 credit score. That's the minimum guidelines. Sure. But this is why I say there are a lot of them are cash buyers too. Uh, that's why that's where I was going with it. About half of our um, mm-hmm. uh, of our investors are cash buyers. They just buy the properties all cash and they keep their money there. And then the other half are people that they put down, you know, 20, 25%, and they're able to leverage that, um, and you know, to get a cash flowing investment. Yeah, it popped up recently when we were at a conference. Remember, and um, someone who's not in real estate at all was commenting on this model we were talking about just because yeah. we were using it as an example discussing something unrelated. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So we can invest <laughs> in real estate in that way without having to be actively involved. Most yep. people aren't into it because just like the same reason we don't trade stocks. Right. It's like we, uh, we already have something full time hey. we do. And we don't know how to trade stocks. Hey. We don't need to. You know, the other funny part about that is when you talk about, oh, you're a real estate investor, everyone just assumes that you're buying rental properties. Like yeah. people outside of the industry don't even really take flipping houses. Besides, you know, flip this house people shows. know about flippers, stuff. though. But but I rem- I certainly I recall them just talking about yeah. So you know, I'm gonna buy rental properties. Like that's just that's just what they thought the, the niche you know what it was. So mm-hmm. cool. Well, your model rocks. Um, I love how it. can know, people how can people contact you? Where can they find uh, you, you can, or to learn more about Turnkey Philly? You can go to our website at uh, TurnkeyPhilly.com, and um, cool. yeah, just call us from there. You can set up a preliminary. Uh, Phone call and cool. kind of see if you qualify. So, my man, right. gentlemen, thank Appreciate you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you stopping see in. See you next time. We'll, we'll see you in a few minutes when we're <laughs> done with the show. Um, Great. Cool. So, all right. Well, let's do this. We're gonna wrap up the show. As you all know, we do. Um, we take live, you know, live questions at at the REI 360 show. Um, any you know any social media network you're on. Our producer gave us a few that came in. Um, I'm encouraging you to send us as many as you have. We're here. Utilize us as a resource. So this is what we got. Um, let's see here. How do you guys pick the areas that you purchase, where you purchase your properties in? Um, good question. So good question and easy answer. The easy answer is in our local market. At least that's well, what yeah, we, that's it, first. It, it, at least that's what we do. You know, we you know we're believers that real estate's a, a localized business model. I mean, we're active real estate investors. We want to see, touch, smell the actual real estate. We like to go down there and uh, and see it. So yeah, that's for, number uh, one. You know, for number one, it's near like, home. Like we like to do it near home. Can you invest out of state? Sure. I mean, you know, as long as you have. I mean, we don't personally recommend it because we like to be active with our with our collateral and and our investments. But you know, if you want to be a passive investor and you have a trustworthy uh, boots on the ground um, provider that's going to be you know operating an operator, not a provider, an operator on the ground that's going to be able to take care of it, sure, you know, let them do it. But you got to have trust that they know what they're doing and and they know, and at least they know that area. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that that's our opinion. Um, <laughs> buy near home. With, with, with you know, buy, buy near home doesn't matter if it's a flip, um, you know, rental property, whatever. I would consider buy near home, especially if you're new to real estate, because you can at least go touch it and you can kind of see what you're getting involved in. And you could go more and more in depth. Uh, you know, you could go on that one for a long time. Agreed. Where you buy and or, you know, rental rates or appreciation or yeah, all kinds of stuff. But I mean, and get that's a good place to start if you yeah. do is like and, buy close and make, and do something you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with rental properties, because you know you had a, a property before and you turned into an old rental property you're comfortable with it keep you know do it that way if you're if you're comfortable with flips do a flip you know whatever you're comfortable with stick to until you start ramping up um all right i think we got time one more question i'll do one more 
Let's do one more. Remember, um, uh, uh, you can submit questions anywhere, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, using the hashtag the REI 360 show. Yep. Hashtag the REI 360 show. Submit any question you want for um, next time. We're going to do one more. Um, okay, so I just, gradu- <laughs> I just graduated college, and I'm not sure if I should go get a job, a J-O-B, or should I try to start my own business, which I'm interested in. I mean, this could be a whole topic of a show. Oh, that, that, could be, <laughs> um, that could be a book. But, yeah, you want to uh, tackle that? You want to start tackling that one? Sure. Um, well, a couple things there. I mean, without really getting into whether you're meant to run a business, whether you have that entrepreneur you know, mentality, personality, that, that drive, everything else, let's just assume that you do. Yeah. Fair enough. Should you or should you not do that immediately out of college? It's a tough one. I'm going to go with... Figure out the kind of industry you want to be in and work some kind of salary job, some kind of W-2 job. Um, learn the ropes, figure out if that industry really is what you thought it was. Learn the, just the technical stuff, what you need. Do like a you know, two, three, five-year run maybe. Yeah. A lot of people who we know who are running successful businesses now did do that for a while. Including, some people I mean, did. Including, our, including ourselves. We did. I mean, we were in the industry and we loved it. Regler like, did. Yeah. Like really learn the nuts and bolts of your industry and then go out on your own. Plenty of people did yeah. that. I, um, I mean, some people disagree. Some like, like real certain hardline entrepreneurs will say that uh, they can never have that job to begin with. So yeah. that, yeah. Well, it depends. It depends on who you are. It depends on your maturity level. I mean, some people, I mean, you know, Zuckerberg, you, you know, a lot of people peaked at like 16, always ex- you know, <laughs> at 15, 16 yeah. years old and he was a rock star and he was like, you know, there's got to be a better way type of slogan. And he was able to do that at 15. At 15, that wasn't us. So it just depends. It just depends on who you are at any given time. Um, you know, if you're in college and you have some sort of, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, these days, on, you know, entrepreneurship. Is that the word? Or entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. With an R. Okay. So you know, that's common in college. We didn't really have that in college. So you can kind of get your feet Not wet as much. with some of those things yeah. to determine if you really want to do your own things. I mean, some people are scared to death of starting their own business, and they think it's safer to have a W two job. I would disagree, but that's just... That's they, another topic, too. <laughs> that's, that's another, another to- conversation. That's another topic, too. Yeah, short answer so, is get a job, learn the ropes, and plan your move. Yeah. So, cool. Hopefully that answers all your questions. Again, check out at the rei360show.com. We are open to, you know, no question that scares us. Anything related to real estate, business, yeah, If we don't market, like it, we just won't answer. <laughs> Anything... <laughs> we just won't. Business, real estate, marketing, and more. Hashtag the REI360 show. Check us out. Episode two. And see you on our next episode.